I'm not pulling out the driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for the drive to work. Coronavirus edition. Okay, so today is going to be about my teasers. Uh, so for those that don't know what they are, um, it's something I do before every set where I tease things that will be in the upcoming set. But usually it's, it's incomplete information. It's, it's not that what I'm saying isn't true. I'm just not always giving you the bigger picture. So anyway, what I'm going to do today on my podcast is I'm going to talk about the origin of my teasers, where they came from, how they got made, how they kind of evolved over time, and then I'm going to talk about how do you make a good teaser. I'll talk about the making of a teaser. Uh, okay, so to start with, we go in our Wayback Machine all the way back to like 97, I think. Uh, so basically what happened was... Um, if you go way back when, I, uh, I, at the time, had a column in The Duelist called Insider Trading. Uh, oh, so for those that, real quickly, The Duelist was a magazine that Wizards made for Magic, for the early years of Magic. Um, and it was around for, I don't know, eight years or so. It eventually went away. But anyway, it was around for a while. Um, I was, in fact, the very first things I ever did with Magic was I did these puzzles for The Duelist. And then from there, I started writing articles for The Duelist. And eventually, after I started working at Wizards, I became the editor-in-chief of The Duelist for quite a while. Um, so uh, one of the things I did was I started a column called Insider Trading. Uh, and the idea of the column was – and in fact, I started Insider Trading before I became editor-in-chief. This is when Catherine Haynes was still the editor. I think Catherine – I'm not sure whether it was my idea or Catherine's idea. I think it was my idea, but it might have been influenced by Catherine. Uh, so the idea of the column was – Hey, I'm I'm now working at Wizards, but hey, I'm I'm a I'm a magic player just like all of you, and so I'm going to sneak you info from inside. You know, it's, it's a it, uh, insider trading. I'm going to give you the uh, the the dirt from the inside. Um, and so one of the things I did was I I mean I a lot of stuff that I I went on to do in my column and stuff, explaining things and talking about things. Um, but anyway, uh, I believe Mirage was coming out. Um, and I was trying to figure out of a cool way to talk about Mirage, but the set wasn't out yet, right? So I couldn't talk about Mirage because Mirage wasn't public yet. Um, so I came up with a cool idea to try to drum up a little bit of interest. Uh, and the card that inspired the teaser, by the way, uh, was Frexian Dreadnought. Um, so for those that have never... Uh, let, me, let me read the card for you. So Frexian Dreadnought is uh, an artifact creature... Let's see. Uh, Phyrexian Dreadnought costs one generic mana for a 12-12 trampling artifact creature. Uh, when Phyrexian Dreadnought comes into play, sacrifice any number of creatures with total power of 12 or more or bury Phyrexian Dreadnought. So it was a one-powered 12-12 trampler, but you had to sacrifice 12-power creatures. So, um, but anyway, it was very exciting. The, the, uh, the card came about because we were doing this thing in Magic where we kept one-upping ourselves. Um, Lord of the or not Lord of the Pit, Force of Nature was in Alpha as an eight eight, and then Colossiusaria was in Antiquities as a nine nine, and then was it Polar Kraken? I think was a ten ten, um, and then I forget. There was a ten ten. There was an eleven eleven. Anyway, we we'd gotten up to eleven eleven. Maybe Polar Cracker was the eleven eleven. Anyway, we had gotten up to an eleven eleven, and I wanted to do the next thing. So I, I we were working on Mirage. I said to Bill, Bill Rose was. Um, uh, both the lead designer and the lead developer of Mirage. Um, 
This is before Bill became head designer and before Bill became vice president of Magic. Um, anyway, so I said to Bill, I want, let's make a 12-12. We should make a 12-12. And, and Bill's like, well, I don't want to get in this trap of just constantly doing this. Like, if you can make an interesting 12-12, let's talk. So I came back with this card the one-mana 12-12 trampler. And Bill said, okay, you've, you've piqued my interest. And so we put it in. Um, so when I was thinking about, like, how to sort of tease Mirage, I couldn't, I couldn't actually say anything that was in the set per se, but I was like, well, what if I just tease some things? And the Phyrexian Dreadnought, the, th- the thing I loved about it was it's a one-mana, it's an artifact creature, a 12-12 trampling artifact creature for one generic mana. Now, given it's not all the information, it's missing some important information, but just knowing that that exists, like, how, how could that possibly be? Um, and that inspired me to do the teaser. So, um, so I did the very first teaser for Mirage in my insider trading column, and I just teased things that were coming. Now, just so you're aware, the way uh, that it worked back then, the, the internet w- existed back in 97, but was young, um, and most of our communication was done through things like the duelists. Um, you know, we, we had the occasional article on the web, but the website as we know it, sort of the modern website is uh, the thing that I, I, I built, uh, and that didn't start till 2002, January of 2002. So this is long, I mean, technically we had a website, but it was, it was, there wasn't much there. It wasn't organized. And other than maybe doing a little bit of stuff for organized play, we didn't do a lot of content on the internet like we would later do and we do now. Um, and so... The the duelist really was the kind of the official source. Like if you wanted you wanted to know something about magic, that's where we tended to put it was in the duelist at the time. Just the nature of of where communications was. Um, so one of the things that was a lot of fun was um, really there was one source of information. Not now you know the 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 nature of how magic works and how the internet works and how social media works. Um, these days when you get information, it's not coming from one source. It's coming from all over the place. Um, but back in the day, kind of like the duelist was the place you learned about upcoming magic. There wasn't a lot of other places to learn about it. Uh, and so really there's this one source. So in insider trading, when I'm teasing Mirage, like this is, I mean, not that my teasers now aren't very loud. They are obviously, you know, I, I, I announced my blog and it's instantly in the, in, in, in social media and in, in instantaneously. Um, but sort of the, basically what I wanted to do was just drum up excitement. And the idea of the teaser was, look, I'm not giving away, like I, I didn't, I'm not telling you exactly what this card is, but I'm giving enough of it for you to sort of talk about. And that one of the things I learned in general about, about teasers in general, a little advanced knowledge here before I get to talking about how to make teasers, is um, you, the whole point of putting out information is you want the audience to talk and, and talk with each other and talk talk aloud and you like you you want to generate conversation. Um, and if I just I mean if I just tell you something you know you might be excited about the thing I'm telling you but the the teasers are kind of designed to make people want to think and talk and discuss like that was the very nature of the teasers. Um, and so anyway, I did the teasers. For as long as I was doing insider trading, um, at some point, uh, I mean, the duelist stopped at some point. I, I, I might have stopped insider trading before the duelist stopped. Um, that's, that's its own story. But anyway, um, at some point, I stopped doing insider trading. At some point, duelist stopped altogether. Um, and so the, the teasers kind of faded into the background. Um, 
And then, here's an interesting story. I'm trying to remember what set I started. Um, there was some set that I, we were trying to drum some interest, and I decided to sort of dust off the teaser from the mothballs and bring it back. I don't remember. That's an interesting question. I don't remember what set that was. Um, and it was, I, for some reason, like, I think I did it as a one-of. Like, I wasn't... I don't think in my mind I was planning on just bringing them back. I, I think it was like, oh, this is a good tool for this thing right now, and let's just do it. Um, but the response was so strong, they're sort of like, okay, I, I think I'm kind of committed to doing these now. So now it's something I do every set. Um, or every, at least I do it for every set that uh, has a random, randomized booster in it. Um, so like sort of a tr- traditional magic set, but also supplementals with randomized boosters I do. Um but anyway, the uh, it was something like I said. It's something that I had done long ago, and one of the things that's kind of fun sometimes is, uh, like you get you get into doing something, and then you sort of it, it stops happening for whatever reason, and then you sort of rediscover it. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun rediscovering doing the teasers. So let me let me get into the the main crux of today, talking about how to make a good teaser. Um, now, these particular teasers, I, once, once again, I should stress, um, the power of these teasers, I think, is that I'm trying to generate conversation. I'm trying to make people, I want people to have to think about it. Like I, like, so one of the things, interesting lesson in communications, go back to my communications training, is um, one of the most powerful things you can do is when you uh, make your listener take action. Right, that a big part of communications is that if the the listener is passive, um, they don't absorb the information nearly as well as when they're active. Meaning, if I give you information and you can right away do something with that information, it makes you so much more likely to retain the information. Um, and so, one of the things that you want to do when you give people information is you want it to be relevant in a way that means something. And so now. In magic, I mean, to be fair, if I when we do preview cards, that's that that's not a teaser. I mean, that's just giving you information. Here's exactly what the card is, um, and those are very good. I mean, makes people talk. I mean, the the thing about magic and the magic community is that one of the big things about what makes magic magic is you're not alone. You're not like in a, in a vacuum. You there's a whole community that shares your love of this game, and so when you see something and are excited by it, there's a whole there's a whole. I mean, there's multiple communities to go communicate with. And if you want to say how excited you are or how much you, you, you're mad about something or whatever you want to say, whatever emotion you're feeling, there's places to go and express those emotions. There's people to talk with. Um, and so the first thing about a teaser is I want to make sure that I'm getting people... I, my goal in making a teaser is I want people to talk about the upcoming set and get excited for the upcoming set, right? I want to sort of, uh, I, I want to sort of, um, I want to make them curious. I want to make them excited. You know, I mean, I'm trying to evoke emotions. Um, for anybody who, fo- who follows my, my, uh, one of my, one of my ongoing themes is the importance of getting emotional resonance off your audience. So, you know, a big part of doing the teasers is getting the audience excited and, you know, and just evoking strong emotional response, getting people to go, ooh, what's going on? Okay, so the first thing when I do a teaser is, um, well, okay, uh, let, me, let me talk about the structure of my teasers because my teasers are, uh, they weren't always structured this way. It, it's changed a little bit over time. Um, 
The current structure of my teasers is as such. Uh, I will usually have three sections. Every once in a while, I'll have a fourth section. Um, here's how the three sections are structured. The first section is just things that will be in the set. It's a little vaguer. Maybe I can talk about something about a new mechanic or a reprint or, you know, I can give you information just about something that'll be in it. Um, it's the most open-ended uh, of the three categories. Um, the second category is actual rules text. Here is rules text, like quote, quoted rules text. This rules text is going to appear on a card. Uh, and then the third section is uh, creature types. Uh, sometimes, it depends, sometimes, uh, usually these days I've been doing the full line, just because, like, I can tell you legendary stuff like that. So, usually it's the full creature type line. Um, I have in the past done non-creatures on occasion, if something about the set is really exciting, but usually that, that is creatures. Uh, sometimes, by the way, I have a fourth section, uh, if something about that particular set just does something quirky, for example, um... In Modern Horizons 2, I did a section where I showed you all a whole bunch of mechanics that are going to be in the set, but I just told you the number of how long the word was. And so you had to kind of figure out what, what were the possible words. And it, it was all the mechanics that was going to be, or many of the mechanics that was going to be in the set. Um, so sometimes if there's some, something special, that that's the fourth section. So... Um, I'm going to talk about each of these sections, but those are the four sections. Usually, the, for the, all teasers have the first three. Uh, some have the fourth. Um, okay, so let's start with... Um, actually, I'm going to do the catch-all one last, uh, just because uh, the other two are a little more exacting in what they require, and then I'll, 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 I'll do the last one. The, what, it's normally my first section I'm going to talk about last. Okay, so let's start with the rules text. Okay, so the, the key to a good rules text T's is a, uh, I, I uh, want to do something, well, there's a couple different types. The first one is, I'm giving you text you've never seen before, you know, that it is, um, it is something where like, oh my, I, I like, what do they do? Like, it, that it, it's something that's novel, and that it's just a, a line of text we've never done. Um, so like th that kind of text is something where you're like, oh, what, what does that mean? Sometimes I'll use vocabulary words you've never heard before or talk about counters, you know, names, named counters you've never heard about. Usually that is just, it's novel in some way. Um, sometimes I am referencing things people know, but maybe in a way they don't know it. Maybe we're bringing something back or maybe we're, you know, it's a template you're aware of, but there's a, a tweak to the template. So it's a little bit different, um, Sometimes uh, it is what you know, but the scope of it is, is something we've never done before. You know, it's like, you know, direct damage spells usually do, you know, four or five, you know, two, three, four, five damage. But if I had said, you know, card name deals 20 damage, like 20 damage, what's 20? You know, like it just makes you sit up and go, Ooh, what, what is that? Um, you, like I said, the, the key to the, the, the rule text is I just want you to read it and I want you to try to figure out where, what kind of card would have this. What does this card do? Um, now, you'll note a lot of what I do when I cut out the text is um, I, 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 they're not always full sentences. It's very common for me to do something, go dot, 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 right? Like it's, you know, this is going to, this, th there's more text after this. Actually, I don't know if I actually write ellipses, but I, 
Like, if, if you'll notice by the little trick for you, uh, I always put punctuation if the punctuation's within what f- I'm telling you. So if it's a sentence and it ends, I'll put the period. But if it doesn't end, I won't put a period. So you can sort of tell whether I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a full sentence or I'm giving you part of a sentence. Um, but a lot of what I want to do is I want to create something where, like, I don't want to give, like, the key to the teasers is I'm not giving everything away. I'm not just telling, you know, like when we do previews, hey, this is the whole card. This is everything the card does. When I'm doing teasers, I'm not trying to give away the whole card. I'm trying to sort of give you away enough to let you, once again, I'm trying to generate conversation. I want the audience to say, say, hey, ooh, what would do that? Or you're like, a lot of times I'll do an input and you're like, what's the output? Or I do an output, you're like, what's the input? You know, I, I give you, the reason I'm giving you half information is very much on purpose because I'm trying to, I want you all to sort of, Take it and then try to see what you could figure out with it and extrapolate. Like one of the fun things is saying, okay, well, this card maybe does this or maybe does that. And, and then the other thing about the rule sets that's nice is um, it's a way to give little teases about the set in a way where I'm I, like one of the things you'll notice if you go back, like if, if you really enjoy my teasers, one of the things that's fun to do is go back and look at the teasers after you know the set. Look at it after you know everything about the set. Um, the other thing that I'll do in teasers, and it's especially true in the, um, the rule text section, is I'll give little hints like themes of the set. Uh, you know, I, I won't draw attention to it, um, but, you know, there's just a, a little nod to what is going on. And so, um, you know, so not only am I giving you the individual cards, but together I'm giving you some contextual sense of, well, why would these cards be in this place? And so... The, the thing that's a lot of fun about my teasers is they work at many different levels. Like, you can be very surface on them, or you can sort of pull back and really start examining what this means, you know, and there's there, there, there are contextual clues that I always include. Um, which, and like I said, if you really want to get better at interpreting my teasers, go back and look at my old teasers once you know all the information, because you, you can start to see a little bit of the structure. Um, I'm definitely... I'm very conscious when I do the teasers, you know, that I'm, I'm trying to sort of play up what is the most interesting thing about the set. Um, okay, so next is creature types. So um, in the beginning, I just did creature types, then I started adding on um, super types, mostly because I, I found people really got excited by legend, things being legendary, and so um, I think I, now I, I, do the whole, I do the whole creature type line. Um, I have on occasion done non-creatures. Usually something about the set has to make me want to go there. Um, and, oh, the other big thing about the creature types. So the creature types is, is um, similar to the, to the rules text, but there's a couple differences. First off, I like to show you things that have never happened before. Um, so one of the things I always do is like, oh, have we ever, for example, if we take a race class, for example. Oh, have we ever had... Uh, a creature, a creature that's a vampire that does this function that has th- this role. Uh, you know, like I, I'm looking at it and saying, "Oh, has this combination ever happened before?" I, I especially like um, my favorite thing to do in that section is you've never seen this before. Ooh, what is this? You know, uh, uh, usually if we're going to introduce a creature type, I try to get the creature type in there. I don't always, but usually if I can, I will. Oh, here's a brand new creature type, and I, I try to get that in. Um, I also try to get in stuff that, once again, that might be pointing, hinting a little bit where we're going. Usually, if there's new creature types, we don't often add creature types if they're, they don't mean something. Like, we don't add new creature types if they're not relevant in some way. Um, and so, that there's some clues there. Um, like I said, I also give legendary now, so you can, oh, this, you know. Um, 
often, by the way, if I say something is legendary, I prioritize being legendary and never having done that before. Um, I do repeat things sometimes. Sometimes, for example, it's something we haven't done in a long time or it's something that was iconic that people connect to something that they know. Um, so, you know, like the... the um, I, I want there to be... Like, sometimes there's a callback. Sometimes it's something where... It's not that this is brand new, but, oh, it's reminiscent of something people know and will get excited by. Because one of the things you really want to do is, once again, I want to generate excitement. And so um, sometimes that's playing a new space and, ooh, we haven't done this before. And sometimes that's going, oh, here's the thing people like that we haven't done for a while. And I, I you know, I, I, like, uh, sometimes it's creature types. Maybe there's a creature type we haven't used for a while and it's coming back. That's a really good thing to use there. Um, mostly what I want is I want to put things that, like, I mean, my, my reoccurring theme today is I want to put things that generate conversation. I want people to talk about it. Um, and so I, the, the creature type line is usually nice because it just sort of, um, it, 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 people are very focused, especially because of commander on, on creature type lines in, in ways that in the past they haven't been quite as much, especially legendary stuff. Um, so I like that. Um, the first section is a little more of a catch-all. In fact, it's funny. There are things that can go in either the first or second section a lot of times. Like, sometimes I will take something where I take a, I, I will take the line of text and then realize it's more interesting presented sort of conceptually than the actual line of text. Uh, and so the, 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 the first category is, is, is a sort of a, a catch-all, though it comes first. Um, and there's a bunch of different things I like to put there. One is uh, if there's some like, if there's an exciting card, especially a reprint, I will tease. A, I usually if there's a reprint, I will say there's a cool reprint, and then I'll give you some clue about it. Not enough for you to completely figure it out, but enough for you to su- at least narrow down what it could be. Um, so, so like people could have come. Ooh, what is this thing? You know. Um, and I, I will give you, con- like, reprints, I will give you context. Because it, it, if I just said there's a cool reprint, that doesn't mean anything. Oh, there's a cool reprint that was once in the, on the same setting or was, you know, once in a, like, I mean, sometimes I'll tell you the world it was from or whatever. I will give you some clue because, like, the key to partial information is I want enough that you can try to figure it out. Maybe that you can't completely answer it, but at least you can start making educated guesses. Um and one of the fun things, when I put the teasers up, I, I spend a lot of time reading responses to the teasers because I want to see what people think and what excites people and what are the teasers people get really excited by and what are the things that, you know, what do people think and from what clues I gave, what, what did they come to, what realizations they come to. And um, the other big thing to remember, uh, or I have to remember, is uh, the magic audience, especially as a collective, is really smart. So I, I have to be careful um, there are definitely times I've done teaser stuff where people figured out more than I meant for them to figure out. So I, I have to be careful because it's a lot of times it's not even just information I give, but sometimes somebody else will give information somewhere else. Um, there's a classic case where I said something. I think Eric Lauer said something. And each of those things in a vacuum was fine, but knowing both of them together gave away something that we weren't trying to give away. Uh, and so we, you have to be very careful. And then one of the things I have to do also is be very aware of what other information is out there. Um, for example, often there's a, what we call the, the pre-preview, like the, sort of the early preview. So when I do my teaser, there's usually a couple cards that are known. So I have to be careful not to... Um, not to give information that's already that's already been teased, right? I, I don't want to give that away. I don't want to... It's not fun if you already know the answer. So I got to be aware of what all has been revealed so that I'm not giving away information that has already been revealed. Um, another thing... So, okay. So I, so I talked about reprints. 
Uh, sometimes there's something new. Sometimes I'll talk about a mechanic. If it's a new mechanic, sometimes I'll I'll say something little about it. Um, like for Crimson Vow, I talked about how it removed something that had never been removed before, which was rules text, obviously, but um, with clean. Uh, but uh, I, you know, I want to I want to I want to tempt people's imagination, right? I, I want them to go, ooh, I, like a big part of the tease is I want to give you some information because I want you to do. I want you to figure some of it out. I don't necessarily want you to figure all of it out. Although the thing I I will notice is when I go look at the teasers, is somebody always figures out. I mean, not. It's not that one person figures out all the pieces, but somebody figures out every piece. Like, you know, whatever, when I say something and I'm teasing something, there is somebody that gets it correct. You know, there's a reprint. There's somebody that gets it correct. Sometimes there's lots of people. Sometimes my clues aren't quite sneaky enough, and a lot of people are able to get there. Sometimes one person gets there. But, um, you know, the, the, the big thing, though, is a lot of people make guesses. So just because one person guesses correctly doesn't mean the audience knows that's the answer. Um, and sometimes, you know, there's there's a consensus. Um, because the audience is so smart, a lot of times they can take small, tiny clues, either from the teaser or other things said about the set, and slowly work their way to get to pretty definitive answers on some stuff, which is kind of fun. Um, I, do, I do enjoy watching the audience figure things out. I mean, I think it's fun for you, the audience, and um, it, it's a neat, uh, it's a very interactive way to get people invested in the new set. That's, that's why I, I like the teaser so much. Um, other things I will give is sometimes there's just something new to magic that's quirky or there's something we're, we're bringing back that I think people will like, or there's something that is, um, my favorite, my favorite of those is I like little snippets where like, I, I literally, when someone reads it, I want somebody to go, Ooh, like, like I want someone to go, Oh, that's exciting. And I, like I said, I go on afterwards so I can see what people get excited by. And um, there is a certain track record of, of what people like. For example, um, people tend to like goofy creature types. So when I, I say for the first time we're going to get a, you know, we're going to get an otter or something, people, ooh, people get excited for that. Um, people like hearing about reprints. People like hearing about sort of new things we're doing. Um, yeah, there's a certain audience that really gets into the rules text, like, oh, what does the rules text mean? And if you're really good at understanding templating, a lot of times you can figure stuff out from the templating. Like, there's there's, there's infinite amount of information that you can sort of glean stuff from. So it's, it's interesting to watch people do that. Um, and the fourth section, um, I, I, do, I do it when I come up with a cool idea. Um, I will say I've pitched more fourth sections that haven't made it. Oh, so real quickly, it's the people behind the scenes. So when I make a teaser, I then, I, I show the teaser to a bunch of people, a bunch of people that do the, the online media stuff just to run it by them. A, because they're in charge of doing all the previews and making sure I'm not saying something that, like I'm not spoiling something. Like sometimes I'll do a clue and they're like, no, 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 we, we don't want them to know that. They're not going to know this piece until whatever. So um, I have to give my, um, I have to show my teaser to a bunch of different people to get notes on it. Um, usually, like I said, the notes are either you're giving away something we meant to be giving away later, or you're saying something, sometimes they'll say, uh, I don't quite understand what you're saying. Like sometimes I'm saying something that's, it's not as clear as they could be. And they're a good sounding board to go, oh, maybe you want to, you know, or if I said something that seems incorrect or, I mean, usually I'll, I'll double check my stuff. But if, if I say something that someone's like, oh, I'm not, could you check this? Or that seems to imply this, but I don't think you mean that. Um, but anyway, I, I run it by, uh, my, my, my people 
and uh, I will get changes. Uh, and then they always give me what's called the call to action. So at the end of the teaser, I always say, you know, thanks for joining me and don't forget to tune into whatever. Usually it's like the pre-release, you know, the, the, we always have a big announcement or something. You know, like I, whatever it is, I always, I always do, I always sort of um, – uh, at the end of my my teaser, sort of give you the what we call the call of action. So hey, don't forget to at this you know go to Twitch or whatever at, at this time or, or watch this video or whatever it is. I, I'm doing something that's about the set to get you to sort of be aware when the next big thing to pay attention is. Um, but anyway, uh, the teasers have been super popular. Um, like I said, I did them in the Duelist; they were popular there. I sort of just. I think because the duelists went away is why I stopped doing them. Uh, but when I brought them back, like it was funny, I, I'd i forgotten how much people liked them until I brought them back. And then it's even more so because back in the day when I did them, like I got people would write me, you know, stuff, right? I'd get emails on the Usenet board or something. You know, I get posts on the Usenet board sometimes. But there wasn't as much, like now with social media, like I say something and like, you know, I, I can endlessly read on my phone for the day of, of, of responses from people, which wasn't true back in the day. So... Um, I, I think it's quite possible that the, the teasers were just as popular back in the day, just I wasn't seeing the response quite as easily as I was now. So anyway, they're fun to do, and I'm glad that I do them. And I hope uh, if you – so by the way, if you've never been on my blog, my blog is uh, it's called Blogatog. It's on Tumblr. Uh, if you just search for – Google for Blogatog, it'll, it'll get you there. Um, B-L-O-G-A-T-O-G, by the way. Uh, anyway, I always post them there. And also, if you follow me on Twitter, I repost them on Twitter. Um, I, but I do, whenever I do my teasers, I always repost them. Um, if you've never seen them, they're fun. Like I, I do them. Usually they're roughly about a week before the information comes up, but sometimes anywhere from half a week to a week before sort of the official information starts pouring out, the previews start pouring out. Um, and usually there's a, a day or two where the audience gets to really run free and talk. And that, that's, it's a lot of fun. I, I, I enjoy teaser day. Um, so anyway, that is me talking all about my teasers. I hope, I hope if you've never seen them, maybe keep an eye out for them. They're, they're a lot of fun. Um, and if you have seen them, I hope you enjoy them. So anyway, guys, I can see my desk. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm just for answering because I, I did a previous podcast uh, driving to work. I, I'm, most of my time is still at home. I'm not full-time at work yet. Um, but hopefully soon come the new year, I will be at work. So I will start doing more actual drives to work. But anyway, guys, I can see my desk from where, where I am, which means, you know, that's the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. See you guys next time. Bye-bye.